Welcome everyone to uh, Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast and video powered by Sox. I am Nate here with Jimbo. I don't, I don't. And uh, we're here to talk baseball today. Now, little caveat here. Jimbo and I are both on the road um, when you're listening to this on Friday. So we are recording this on a Wednesday. Um, so if stats are a little off or prices are a little off, forgive us. Um, but nature of the beast recording on a Wednesday morning. So we haven't seen Wednesday day or day game stats. We haven't seen Thursday stats. Uh, so they're, they're, they could be a little off. They could be a little off. And, and even prices, you know, the rest of Wednesday, rest of Thursday, and even Friday morning before you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, we've got a number of things I wanted to talk about today with Jimbo. And uh, <clears throat> I think I'm going to start with the prospect and go into the major leagues because I'm only I've only got one prospect on here, and that is you know because I'm a homer, <laughs> uh, Jacob Misirioski. Never sure how to say his name. Six seven pitcher for the Brewers, drafted in the second round last year, and we've talked about him before on here, Jimbo. <clears throat> but I only own one auto. Right, I own one base auto. I bought it for seven dollars plus one dollar shipping. It was one of those like, well, I got to pick one up. I got to pick one up, right? Mm-hmm. So here are. Let me share with you his stats real quick, and That's we so will scary. we will we will get that up there. So you've got Jacob Masierkowski here, um, real quick. Sixty fastball, seventy future slider, fifty-five curveball, forty-five command. But the Brewers have been pretty good at getting guys to have decent command anyway. Mm-hmm. So I could I could see that tick up a bit. Um <clears throat> 26 see. innings this year, 15.53 ER or K per nine, 304 ERA in A ball. He got just got called up to high A, pitched 5.1 innings, gave up a run, struck out 11.81 guys per nine or gave up um one hit and one unearned run, I guess, I think. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, one unearned run, one walk, seven Ks, five innings in his first taste of high A. So, you know, you like to see that. Um, but I'm not exactly kicking myself, per se. And let me look up his cards real quick, just so uh, we have them up here. I'm not kicking myself. You can see his stats, and you can see, you know, he's in high A, and there's not much to be made of one high A uh one high A start here, but <clears throat> his prices, his prices have gone crazy. So we can remove that Zach Gallon auto. Um, Blue Wave out of 150, 66 bucks, 70 bucks for a purple, 56 bucks for a purple. Uh, base auto for $26 on auction, right? Wow, I look bought- at that gold. Or look at that orange auto. Orange, yeah, two fifty. I bought the uh, base auto for seven dollars plus a dollar shipping, so I'm in it for eight dollars and whatever tax was. That's not too bad. Now, do I wish I had bought more? Sure, but this is finally one of those situations where I actually at least <laughs> bought one. There you go. That's always good. So I'm I'm not kicking myself. Also, I've been falling in love with like Lord of the Rings cards and stuff. So uh, 
I've been spending money on that as opposed to baseball cards. So I'm not like, oh, man, I just didn't spend any money and I also missed out. It's I spent money, but on other stuff. Yeah, I feel you on that, dude. That's what's tough about the hobbies because there's so much fun stuff in it. It's like, how do you balance it? But I'm glad you got one. I, yeah. I don't know much about this kid. Have you seen his uh, have you seen the eye test on him at all? I have not. I've not got to watch him pitch. What I do know is um, there's this guy, Eric Cross. I just saw Twitter. I deleted my Twitter, but I can still get certain things. You know, if you look up a guy's name on Twitter and stuff, there's this guy, Eric or Eric Cross, I believe. He writes for one of the major publications. And he said the other day that the list of guys that have ace upside in the minors isn't very long you know the gavin williams the mm -hmm. andrew painters of the world and they and then he had a list underneath that said the guys i think could get there and jacob was one of the guys so dude i love twitter for that <clears throat> yeah so feel pretty good about it cool well that's good to know I, you're the bit you're the the pitcher guru when it comes to cards so yeah and and look you give you give a guy who uh you get a guy who's six seven, who pumps upper nineties fastballs, has a nat has nasty secondaries, and is pitching for the Brewers and gets to learn from them. Sorry. I like it. So, we got that going for us. But let's move on to other things, other non. Uh, let me turn on the focus real quick, um, to avoid those beeps. Uh, let's move on from prospects to major leaguers. So we're going to start with some of the unexpected guys so far. And one is Royce Lewis. I don't know if Royce. anybody's been paying attention to the twins. They're not that good. Um, 34 and 33, I believe, same record as the Brewers, who I would classify as being a major disappointment. And uh, But Royce Lewis is back a little bit unexpectedly. He tore his ACL last year. But he is back, played 11 games so far this year. And he's sitting 318 with 318 on base, 477 slugging, 120 WRC plus in a very small 11-game sample size. Um, a nice 0% walk rate there with a 30% strikeout rate and a 414 <laughs> BABIP. You know what that means, Jimbo? Hmm. That is unsustainable. Yeah. But you... You know, it's one thing that's interesting that I guess I didn't realize until just now. He's only – he just turned 24. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because his name, I feel like when I was looking this up, I was like, dude, he's probably, what, 28 to 30 because of how much we heard his name. But a lot of times when these guys get called up so early and, like, the hype is so early on them that if they have a few injuries, like, they're still – they still have time to recover from, you know, because they're, they're still really young. It's true. I mean, it is, you know, because we've been hearing about Royce Lewis since he was the number, was it two or one? Over, first overall. First overall pick. We've been hearing about Royce Lewis since that point, right? And he mm -hmm. was a top prospect instantaneously. And then mm -hmm. he was a top prospect again. And a So he's been a top prospect for six years now. Yeah. Because he, he got injured before exhausting his rookie eligibility last year. So he was still a top prospect this year. So six years being a top hundred prospect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was um, he was in that draft with Hunter Green, where Hunter Green went second, Mackenzie Gore third. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Brendan McKay, Kyle Wright, Pavin Smith, all those guys. 
Um, oh, Pavin Smith. Uh, and was that the Kesson Hero draft then? Yep, Kesson Hero. Joe, yep. Joe Adele. Joe Adele. Yep. Jake Berger, Shane Boz, Trevor Rogers, Nick Prado. A bunch of these guys. Interesting. Um, real quick, just looking up before uh, I decided not to do the whole card ladder. Uh, card ladder. You know, try to figure out which one is which as we're going along. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just looking it up while we're going. And so I've got, I would have expected, I guess, for when he's getting called up to have some boost in price. And even if the peripheral numbers aren't very good, the fact that his regular numbers are good, I would have thought that would like boost some value. But you can see here Gold Wave Auto BGS 95, June 11th, $363. Gold Wave Auto BGS 95 January 1st $360. So I mean, yeah. The one it's the Twins, man, it's just tough for anything for for people to get excited about the Twins. Yeah, kind of a boring team. Yeah, they are in kind of a boring state, Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. But the one thing I feel like this is a good example of is this is this is what could like the this what could, this is what could happen to some of the prospects that we really like. First overall pick, high school that you know everything lines up perfectly. Shortstop, you know there are injuries, but with the Twins, like there's things that could really turn south for you. So that's why I always tell people to to hedge their bets on some of these bigger cards. Like if you have a lot of money in some of these younger guys, to sometimes hedge your bets when. When they when they do start to go off, sell some of it and then recoup some of that and reinvest it to the next guy and all that good stuff. Look at these prices pre COVID, six hundred five dollars for that. Yeah, is that the same card? Five hundred thirty dollars. BGS nine five. You've got PSA nine three hundred seventy eight dollars post the start of COVID March twenty ninth. You have. September 6th, obviously, height of COVID, $1,559. Wow. Like, insane. Insane dollars spent for, you know, a prospect. Number one overall, you were right. And this could happen to literally anybody. No matter who you like, his career trajectory of getting injured, getting injured, getting injured could happen to anybody. Yeah, because, like... For me, I'm I'm a big Jackson Holiday guy right now. I like to you know I like what I'm seeing, but realistically, this could happen to him. Good. I uh, now now to be fair, Jackson Holiday is putting up like we look at Royce Lewis's numbers. Um, a ball, 19 years old, 141 WRC plus. A plus ball, 19 years old, 110. If we look up Jackson Holiday, correct. But when you're injured, everyone has the same stats. Zero. No, I under I understand. I understand. But I think Jackson Holiday's starting um further further up the board. Look, I so mm -hmm. 19 years old, A ball, Royce Lewis had a 141. Jackson Holiday had a 228 WRC plus. In oh. A ball as a 19 year old, Royce Lewis had a 110 WRC plus. Jackson Holiday has a 176. Yeah. So <clears throat> from that aspect, like we're talking about a significantly, significantly. They're both number one picks, right? But Jackson Holiday is like here, 
and Royce Lewis is like here. Yeah, but I was it was more for the first overall pick, high school bat, shortstop. If they get hurt, all yeah. that. I am a pro Jackson Holiday fan. Don't don't get me wrong. Like Jackson Holiday or Royce Lewis, clear Jackson Holiday. But I just want people to be careful because man, there's some big dollars floating around. There, some there is. You see, like you know, Junior Caminero prices right now, dude. This like the like, dude's dude. really good. The dude's really good, but like, we're talking insane prices for a guy that back half top hundred prospect even on updates. Um, now, do you know how the Rays got Junior Caminero? Yeah, they traded him for uh, to the from the Cleveland. Yeah, you know for who? Tobias I... Myers. <laughs> Dude, why why do people trade with the Rays, man? Like, literally, look at their history. Tobias Myers is now in the minor league system for the Brewers after having gotten released by the Guardians and then picked up somewhere else and then released there and picked up by the Brewers. Oh, my gosh. And for Tobias Meyer, they picked up. And this was like – I'm pretty sure Tobias was a guy that was like 40-man roster crunch, needed to get rid of him, going to put him in the 40-man roster. And they pick up Junior Caminero. It's just what the Rays do, man. They They put their money in – these like I don't know that someone in, within their scouting or something they they know what they're doing there like and other teams need to find who that is and just make them their up. GM yeah <laughs> all right let's move on to Mickey Moniak so uh, this guy also shocking only twenty five like I would not have guessed that that he was only twenty five uh, what else is shocking is that he seems to be a cat with nine lives <laughs> another first overall pick. But the year before. Yeah. I just, I thought for sure, you know, once once he uh, went to L.A., that, like, his career was just, it was just kind it's of a throw-in. Maybe we get something out of him, but it's L.A. Like, yeah. what success have they had with developing their own guys, really? Well, that's the thing. They get a guy, they do very well for, like, a year or two, and then they fizzle off. That's just kind of what the Angels do. They, I feel like they always have one or two guys that they get there in their first year, they do decent. Yeah. So we've got Mickey Moniak here, who obviously, like, this is also unsustainable. 2.8% walk rate, 32% strikeout rate, 375 Bay BIP. Like, that's not going to hold because he's hitting 294, 324, 632 with five home runs. Um, that's not going to hold. But... For an Angels team that is currently on top, uh, or uh, not on top, but uh, won eight of their last nine as of Wednesday morning, um, third place in the AL West, but only a game behind the Astros for second. Uh, and you've got the Rangers who just lost Jacob DeGrom, so like that's a blow. Um, this is exactly what you need. You don't need, you don't need extended greatness from guys like this. You just need a couple of hot stretches where they can help carry the Otanis and the Trouts and take some burden off their back for a few weeks. Yeah. And that's what you're getting from Moniac. Will he keep this up? No chance. No chance. No chance. But uh, in 20 games, he has five home runs. He's hitting 294, 324, 632. He's been worth almost a win above replacement. He's also added in uh, six doubles and a triple. Dude, uh, 
I, when I see stats like this, it's so frustrating because look at the walk to strikeout rate. Like, no wonder why the Angels are not good. Yeah, it's tr- it's atrocious. It's atrocious. It's, like, it's brutal. Like, why why is this guy even in? Uh, it, see, that's the thing. Like, we see the batting averages and all that. Like, it's solid. But if you like, if you look the history of this guy's walk rate to strikeout rate, there's a reason why he's been given up on. And remember, this was like kind of a surprising pick. Yeah. When they picked him number one. I remember that. And, uh, you know, again, again, do we expect big things? Honestly, I'm not even going to bring up Mickey Mon. Well, I might bring up Mickey Moniac prices just to see what's going on. What? I am, I am curious what the prices are. Um, Let's see here. Okay. Bowman Chrome Auto BGS 9.5 is the first one that pops up on Card Ladder. So we will bring that up. Oh my goodness! Should we do a where we do all the first overall picks because we could go on Casey Mize next because he's been uh, he's been down and Mark Powell and Brady Aiken and yeah the first overall hasn't been solid. No, actually, it's been pretty atrocious. Uh, Torkelson. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Don't even bring that up. So somebody bought popped a BGS nine five on the tenth fixed price for eighty bucks, and then it proceeded to sell two days later for thirty six dollars on auction. <laughs> Which, again, eBay auctions have been really bad. Yeah, they've been First atrocious. Uh, Summertime, dude. People are outside with their kids. Cause school's out. That's true. So you have you have thirty six bucks on that. Let's go find May thirty first one hundred and five dollars on auction. 99 80 85 what was this let's just go back may 15th of last year 57 what is going on here have the prices not really moved 27 in august 63 august man people just they don't quit on a guy apparently is what i'm learning oh yeah i know $40 like I guess his price has moved but really haven't moved yeah like what does he have to do to to get his cards to be zero dollars like really worth something wild like I feel like I don't know he would have to do like something crazy like he would have well, to sustain an entire season I was expecting his cards to have moved because I was expecting them to have bottomed out I mean I know he had like a hot spring training last year if I remember correctly in 2022, but still it's insane. Um, but uh, for those of you that are looking into Mickey Moniak and saying, Oh, former number one pick, he must be a good value. Uh, <laughs> I would, I would hesitate. Yeah. I, I think there's better, better plays than that. Yeah. Um, moving on from there. Oh, real quick. Just as an aside, uh, Luis Matos called up true so i uh last year i was uh we're not going to really cover too much because it's just a random call up that i saw yesterday um oh that's not that's not who i want come on fangraphs fangraphs, fangraphs is s- s- slow right now um i can pull it up who we got Luis matos 
Yeah, this kid's interesting. This kid's been on the radar for for a while now, and he's got some good upside, some speed, some power. I remember buying a – I think I bought an auto back in 2021 of him, sold it, did really well on it, and then he, like, fell off the map last year. But, yeah, he is doing really well. 24 games in AAA, 398 average, 435 on base, 685 slugging, a 162 WRC+. Plus. Jeez. Uh, 10 home runs in uh, a combined 249 plate appearances. This dude's on a tear. On the year, yeah, he is. And this is coming off of 2022 when he was in high A, and he absolutely hit. He hit 211, 275, 344. This is a team that decided. Look at this. This is crazy. This is crazy. I got to share this. I got to share this. This team, the Giants, somehow decided that they were going to go from struggling in high A. Can you see that? Struggling yeah. in high A. 211, 275, 344, 74 WRC plus to going straight to double A, even though he struggled. And he hit 304, 398, 443, and then going to triple A. Like they didn't even restart him at high A. And now he's he went from last year being terrible in high A to making the majors. Yeah. That's amazing. Sometimes they just figure it out, and it's it's crazy. But if you look at his like his K rate, his strikeout rate was always it's it's always been very low. Obviously, his walk rate isn't very solid. But I'd rather someone you know that puts it in play rather than striking out. And sometimes like that's that's why I brought up the thing about the Mikey Moniak. Like you can build off of something like this where it's like okay, you're putting the ball in play. At least you're putting it in play. Like the the ball will find. The gaps but if you're striking out you, there's not much to do there besides like hey like figure it out it's true um okay let's look up here green atomic psa 10 and i will stop sharing those stats so i can share card ladder shout out card ladder all right so green atomic psa 10 because i saw this sold best offer 750 bucks if we scroll backwards Sold 452 days ago before he got called up. Sold $300 May 26th. Sold $261 on auction May 22nd. Sold $240 back in October of last year. In December, it sold for $222 and $204. From $204 when it bottomed out in January... To seven hundred fifty dollars because of call up, dude. I love also if like auctions are for prospecting. Auctions are the way to go. Like if you like a player, and rather than buying it like a buy it now, and if you just like keep an eye on the auctions on a random time, like I tell people this all the time, like just keep an eye on certain plays you like and, and wait till there's an auction of one of these bigger cards because it's tough for it to hit that buy it now price because there's just, it's not, it's not like football or, you know, like there's so many players in baseball Yep. that, but there's less cards of each player. So when they go off like an LED de la Cruz, things go nuts. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, so it, it, the biggest thing is definitely if you can't, if you learn anything from today's Ding and Corners episode, it's that you see all these prices and you see what they sell for auction wise and then you see what they sell for a fixed price by now. Just wait for auction. Definitely Always. just wait for auction or else you're going to be spending a lot of extra money for the same card. Now, obviously, there are times where maybe an auction won't come up. Mm-hmm. You know, something rare. All right. But otherwise, definitely wait. Yeah. All right, and one last thing I want to cover today, Jimbo, and that is Corbin Carroll and Zach Gallen. If their pages pop up, if they don't, that's okay. We can just talk it through real quick. I'm um, fire, dude. Corbin Carroll is not only now. Oh wow, it, it actually it increased since I. 3.5 wins above Fangraphs wins above replacement. 166 WRC plus. Hitting 313 with 398 in base, 599 slugging, 14 home runs. 14 home runs. This dude is listed at 510. From what I've heard, he's probably 58. Yeah. Spikes. And he has 14 home runs. Yeah. And another Dang. 17 doubles, three triples. He has 34 extra base hits in 64 games on the year while also playing solid outfield defense, striking out under 20% of the time, walking 10% of the time. I mean, are we going to see a rookie of the year and MVP same season? Nah. I don't think that. I think he made like it down the road. Could, it, uh, it, I mean, I mean he's, just, he's just getting better as the year has gone on. Yeah. And now, right now, right now, as we speak, by Fangraphs wins above replacement, he is the best player in the NL. He's. Would you take him over Acuna right now for MVP? I mean, right now he's he's the he's the best player by here. Let's let's pull up. Let's Dude, pull up twenty thirteen leaders. I'll Acuna's share this screen. Nuts right now. 19 stolen bases. This is like the definition of a five-tool player. All right. So if you go, we are sorted by wins above replacement already. 3.5 for Corbin Carroll, 3.2 for Freddie Freeman. Wander Franco is American League, so who cares? <laughs> Junior, 3.2. He's opened. Now, a .3 gap isn't, isn't drastic, but... We're talking about a dude. He's running a 350 Baybit, but you got to remember that Corbin Carroll's speed is off the charts. He's fast. Yeah, he's ins- insanely fast. So like that's like an understandable, acceptable Baybit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's not like we have a catcher running a 350 Baybit where like, well, that's going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also talking about a 166 WRC plus. If you sort this by WRC plus. He will likely be second, maybe, in all of baseball. It's funny because I was doing this earlier today on my own. Okay, third, behind Jordan Alvarez and Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is 6'7. Jordan Alvarez is 6'5. <laughs> They're behemoth dudes. Corbin Carroll is 5'8, 170 pounds. Dude, this is why baseball is the best sport because literally every shape side doesn't matter who, what kind of game you play, baseball. It fits for everyone. Yeah. 
and here we are. Corbin Carroll. Best hitter in the National League as it stands right now. Best hitter, guaranteed. And overall best player right now as it stands in the National League. Now, will that will that stick? I don't know. But for all the things that people are excited about for Ronald Acuna, the speed and the home runs, Corbin Carroll is doing just as well. In fact, he's doing better because he has 19 stolen bases to only two caught stealing. I'm pretty sure Ronald Acuna leads the league in caught stealings. One thing that that caught my eye on uh, Carroll is his strikeout rate, and he's sitting at 19. percent Yeah, like that's awesome. Any anytime you can get under 20 percent strikeout rate, over 10 percent K rate or walk rate for me. I'll take it with power and all that, like with everything else, like that's just crazy. A power speed patience at the plate defense in the outfield. Um, you know how we had all those talks about, would you sell Corbin Carroll? And I was kind of on the like, yeah, I would sell Corbin Carroll because like he plays for the diamondbacks and where's the hype going to come from. And he's number one prospect. So it's going to be hard to hit more hype. Well, I do think, you know, I would have been in the wrong there if I was selling because he single-handedly, along with Zach Gallen, but he single-handedly has has catapulted this Diamondbacks team to absurd successes that I did not see coming. Yeah, I, I'll I will agree with you on that too because I was like sell, 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 especially on the Diamondbacks. Um, but it's shaping like this is sustainable and he's going to be on a team that can, he can build off or that that's going to make the playoffs, you know, hopefully not just this year, but maybe down the stretch as well. Um, but I, one thing that I am curious that I started thinking about a couple of days ago is tops. I feel like they pick a, a, a young player every year to build mm-hmm. around, you know, like you had your Julio, you have your Cunha, like all that. I'm curious on who that will be next year if it's a corbin carroll and an ellie de la cruz like do they do the promotions and stuff around that again with the new debut patches and all that like i don't know because i feel like that's a huge play as well on um on card prices i would agree i will be i'll be i'll be curious to see what their plan is now here's something interesting so a blue a blue Non-auto, 2019, PSA 10, just sold in, right? And I said, oh, you know, um, $595 fixed price. That feels pretty good. Previous one, four days earlier on best offer, $450. Like, those seem pretty healthy, right? And then you scroll down, $595 March 22nd, $425 March 16th. 379 March 3rd auction of that uh March 6th seven hundred dollars four fifty so it's like it's like these prices are still at least for this one single card these prices are still in the same realm of what they were despite his his 
clear rookie of the year favorite at the very least and likely maybe not okay maybe not getting mvp votes in his rookie season because voters are stupid and 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 antiquated that being said probably going to play somewhere in the top 5 mvp you um, know people love the the hype of like down in the minors getting called up all of that and that's why that's why baseball is tricky, but it's also the easiest because you can basically wait to see how a player does for free. You know, and when I say for free is like, you don't have to buy early. Like once you sell at debut, you have time for it to go down or, you know, mm-hmm. until you can buy again, see how the player does kind of like a Gunnar Henderson. He's been, who has not done well, but lately he has, which is interesting because like if you look at Corbin Carroll, like a lot of these rookies, they start off doing well. And then, you know, the, the other, like the other teams will adjust. They start mm-hmm. to struggle a little bit and then they start to figure it out. Almost every rookie does this. And then they start doing well. And it takes a while for the market to realize, Hey, this prospect's actually not a prospect anymore. They're, they have legitimate data to show that they can be sustainable or not in the majors. And then it goes from there. And then if they're, if they make it to that tier one, like the Acuna, Soto and all them stuff goes bonkers. Hey, you're not wrong. He has really figured it out. Uh, you know why? Lately. I know we didn't talk about talking about Gunnar Henderson, but there. So I started d- diving deep today into like looking at um, exit velocity and hard hit balls and percentages and all that mm-hmm. uh, st- type of categories. And Gunnar Henderson kept popping up, and I'm like, man, I've seen that dude have some at bats. It's not always the prettiest. But when I saw that, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So I dove a little deeper, and he's actually been having like a pretty solid last 15 games. Um, but I can't – now that I moved to North Carolina, I get uh, – Oriole games get blocked out. Oh. So that's not fun. That stinks. Yeah. But it's okay. Uh, uh, real quick, just to share your point here, Gunnar Henderson, StatCast data – 2023 MLB percentile ranks. He's 89th percentile in average exit velocity, 92nd in max exit velocity, 91st percentile in hard hit rate. For those of you watching this, uh, uh, red is good, blue is bad, mm-hmm. essentially. 92nd percentile in walk rate, 13th percentile in K rate, but 88th percentile in barrel rate, um, 95th percentile in arm strength from shortstop. So, like, yeah, he's figuring it out. He's figuring it out quick, and you love to see it. The one that always kills me is uh, just as a quick aside of for um, for these things. When you look at Christian Yelich, <laughs> he is always look at these ninety third percentile ex- average exit velocity, eighty ninth percentile max exit velocity, ninety fifth percentile hard hit weight, weighted expected weighted on base average, eighty fifth percentile, expected batting average, eighty eighth percentile, expected slugging percentage, seventy ninth percentile. Barrel rate, 67th percentile. Walk rate, 79th percentile. Sprint speed, 72nd percentile. Outs above average, actually. He's doing really well defensively, I guess. But you get all that, right? And you're like, yeah, dude, this guy must be amazing. And you look, and he has a 783 OPS. And yeah, it's been like that for years. Years now, ever since he broke his... Where he's still hitting the ball absurdly hard. All these numbers are still insanely red. And then you look at his final stats and it's like, 
that it's what you got out of it. What? Though I will say that 783 OPS is rising. Um, it was like, you know, under 700 a couple weeks ago. So, but still, uh, you can be, you can have guys that absolutely blow up these stack ass percentile rankings and still don't have fine success. I didn't realize how much he hits oppo. Yeah, he has he has a bunch of oppo home runs this year. In fact, I think he's pulled like two out of eight home runs. Yesterday he had an oppo home run. Maybe that's why. I mean, he's still hitting the ball, but maybe he's just a little bit behind and not yeah. pulling. Hitting the ball hard. Yeah, he really. I if I had a dollar for every ball he's pulled this year that I've seen him get a hit on, I'd have like three bucks. Imagine Which every time I think of hits by Christian Yelich, it's a double to the opposite field gap, a single between, you know, shortstop and um, third base, uh, home run, opposite field. But was he always like that, or is it just this year? Um, no, he wasn't always like that. He he always hit the opposite field as long as he's been a Brewer, like he's been really good at it. Uh, but he would pull a ton of home runs. He'd also hit a bunch of home runs the opposite way. He just hit it where it's pitched because he's a good hitter. Yeah. Next question. Was he – did they always have the uh, um, the shift on him back in the day? Uh, that's – they they as far as I remember, I don't think they did 2018, 2019, um, but they did start 2021, 2022. They started shifting him big time. Because I wonder if he adjusted when they started shifting on him. And if, if I were with him, I'd be like, hey, man, maybe we don't – maybe we try and pull the ball like we – and now with the, the shift's gone and, you know, there's – you might be able to get more hits that way and use your power more. But oh, what am I? What's, what's funny – what's funny is that when I said I think he's – I didn't actually even look at this chart. You can see it. Yeah, that's why I asked. Pulled two home runs. The rest, opposite field. And you can see this spray chart as well. That's why I asked because I saw the little chart and I was like, he's a lefty, isn't he? And I was like, dude, yeah. if he, I, I bet that's what it is. He's just so like he's adjusted from the shift to, to hit more oppo. But now with the shift being gone, like he can go back to his oppo because th there's a huge gap there for him. And I don't know. That's, that's what I would do. But I don't really know him that. I don't watch him enough to really know everything about him. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, while there's not nearly as much red as there used to be, at least there's still some red. And he's having his like second highest hard hit percentage year of his career. His sweet spot percentage has been consistent the entire time, but it's his launch angle. Yeah, it just keeps going. But it is it is ticking back up this year, which is nice. Yeah. Would love to get it back to the eleven point three percent in twenty nineteen when he hit, you know, forty some home runs before he got injured. Yeah. Well, how about this? Let's make a call to him and say, hey, hey uh, let's start hitting. Let's start pulling the ball again. I agree. Hit some homers. Yeah. Launching bombs. Hit the Toyota in the Toyota territory or in the Tundra territory in Miller Park and win a win a fan of free Toyota. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Could you imagine so if, if a home run ball hits the car, not on the bounce, on the fly, as far as I know, it's happened once. I'm not 100% sure if the person gets the car that's been hit. That's what <laughs> I was going to ask. Get a different one. Probably a different one because just getting it up there and all that is probably a whole operation itself. But it would yeah. be cool to get the one with like a dent in it. You'd be like, hey, this is the dent. 
yell at shit and i got this free truck that would that would be amazing that would be sweet and it's one fan in the stands the ticket gets selected that's awesome yeah i love stuff um and real quick, just as a aside, because we talked about Corbin Carroll, Zach Gallen himself has also been amazing. He has a 309 ERA in 84 innings this year, but a 3.2 Fangraphs wins above replacement, uh, striking out almost 10 guys per nine, while also barely uh, walking two guys per nine. So 10 strikeouts to only two walks per nine innings. Um, extremely good. And he's limiting home runs the best of his career at under half a home run per nine innings. Jeez. The dude, the dude has figured it out. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jimbo, but did I choose him as my uh, Cy Young guy for the National League? I can't. I can't remember, remember, but that's an awfully good pick if you did. Um, I do have a question on that. Just curious. Do you have his stuff pulled up? His stats? Yeah. Yes. What's his? What What does it look like when he has uh, runners on base? Let's share screen here. All right, uh, I'd probably have to go to splits for that because I've watched him a few times, and he seems like very uh, men on base. Um, men in okay, so you got bases empty, forty nine innings, a two twenty nine average, two sixty seven on base, three eighteen slugging. He's given up one earned run, one home run. Men on base, he's given up twenty eight earned runs. Men in scoring position, he's given up twenty three. So that's that's I mean, those are still really, really like amazing numbers. But I did notice when he has someone on base, he's definitely one of those pitchers that gets flustered, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only time when I was like, man, like, what's he doing? Like, just just pitch the ball. Don't worry about that. But um, I'm pretty sure our Tigers just lit him up. The Tigers, the Detroit haven't won in June Tigers. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Who could have seen that coming? Not me. It was probably the best matchup possible. Gallon based the Tigers at the Tigers, big old Comerica Park. But sometimes that's why they play the game. That's true. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, the Brewers were riding high, and then they run into the A's, and they got swept by the who the A's who came in at 14 and 50 and left at 17 and 50. It's okay. They took two, the first two from the Rays so far this week. The A's did. They also took two from the Braves. So they went Braves, Brewers, Rays, and they've won seven out of eight games. I think. Um, I think even more than that. I think they're on some kind of crazy streak. But did you know, like the thing about that, right? Like all the fans coming and yeah. doing the reverse. Like the the stadium is. It felt like a playoff game almost. And I'm telling you, man. Like when stuff like that. Players rally, rally towards stuff like that. Like the team will play so much better. And a lot of those A's players are probably like, man, we are, we're fighting for our jobs right now because they're basically saying we're so bad they should sell the team. This isn't, oh, this is insane. Okay. Oh, they haven't, okay. They didn't go, they didn't go Braves. They didn't play the Braves and then. Um, the Brewers. They played the Braves and then the Marlins, which they got swept, and then the uh, uh, the Pirates, which they won two out of three, and then the Brewers, which they won three out of three, and then the Rays, which they've now won two at least of four games. Crazy baseball that, for you. That's insane. 
Um, any uh, anything else, Jimbo? Today? Nope. Other than um, yeah, baseball's fun, man. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, just be careful. Obviously, guys like Mickey Moniak, don't be, don't be. You saw the stats: thirty yeah. plus strikeout percentage, two percent walk rate, uh, high BABIP. Um, Royce Lewis, the same thing: super high BABIP, no walks, high strikeout rate. If you have those guys, right now is a perfect time to sell. Right now is not the perfect time to buy. Have them up and buy it now at the very least. Yep. And let somebody have an option. And also, uh, Owen White got called up. I didn't so, get anybody to buy my orange auto. And he also didn't do very well. But he didn't start either. So, need him to start a game. And then maybe somebody would be like, oh, I got to get this card. But, yeah. You never know. Uh, that being said, thank you, everyone, for listening on this Friday, even though we're recording on a Wednesday. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And we will talk to you next Friday. Deuces.